2016 is happening. Kind of Funny is going all out with Let's Plays and Reaction videos all week long. Subscribe now at youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to not miss a thing. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever E3 2016 EA Press Conference Gamescast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the coolest dudes in video games, Colin Moriarty and Greg Miller. Bonjour. So that sucked. It was awful. Man. Just an awful conference. Yeah. And every way. They outdid themselves from being worse than last year. How did they do that? I think EA's I think EA's portfolio is too diverse to put into press conferences easily because they do need to spend time on the fact that they're doubling down for this esports business. But like, did anyone like who who cared about that? Like, and it's well, I talked about it before in the pre-show, right? And the fact that like we've talked to Adam Boys about how they set up PSX and there needs to be something three announcements for every person. Da da da. Even the announcements here, the ones we were super excited about, were underwhelming. It's the exact opposite of what Colin was wanting or predicting, right? The Mass Effect. Here you go, and we'll talk more about it in the fall. It's a cool idea. We're going. You're going Andromeda. You are the alien new species. Nothing really to show. Yeah, so no date the, to give you. So what this told me first of all is that with Mass Effect specifically, I was super surprised by that. Uh, it just tells me the game's not even close to being ready nope. to go. Um, so expect a significant delay on that. Uh, the the there's no way that game's coming out. I think even anywhere near the first half of 2017, unless they're no going to pull unless they're going to pull some shit in the fall, which is possible. Which would be a bit that's the like move I was saying, but I don't know why they would. Maybe they're gonna have their own standalone kind of thing, their own you know thing in October and September or something where they're gonna be like we're gonna have our own Mass Effect little conference or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but I'm gonna pat myself on the back. This conference is an ex- exactly what happens when you talk about games that are not ready that are too early. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's like how it's to put it. It's exactly what I said before the conference started. They have a bunch of games that are either imminent that you don't give a fuck about anymore because they're so close, like Titanfall and Battlefield. I'm not saying that you don't care about playing them. I'm saying you, don't, you like we get it. You bring out Jade Raymond to talk about Star Wars. She tells you literally exactly what we've already known about Star Wars. We know every game that's in development. We know that this is an action adventure game. We know Respawn's working on something different. We know that Visceral's game's coming out 2018. Essentially, she says nothing new. Then they give all these interviews about games. They show a little bit of gameplay of the Visceral game, which looks great. Mm-hmm. It's total bullshit. This is why you do not talk about games before they're ready before they're ready to be shown. This is exactly why this conference suffered from the exact thing I said before before, which is. They have nothing to talk about except for their sports games, two shooters, and that's basically it. And 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 I think actually the, the game that I saw that was most impressive, other than I you know wanting to aspect, was that game Fay or Fee or whatever, which I think yeah, looks yeah. cool. Well, that, that's that conference I, suffered from exactly what like that's exactly why you do not play it like this, because now everyone's gonna be like, are you fucking kidding me? That's it. That that that's gonna be every what everyone says about EA EA's conference now is that you showed nothing because mm-hmm. your shit isn't ready. Yeah. So there you go. Man, I mean, yeah, just going through it chronologically. So they start off with Titanfall 2 multiplayer, which I was a little surprised about because we thought they were just going to focus on the single player stuff. Told you in the multiplayer, as I predicted, looked way better than single player. See, I'm not I'm interested. I agree with you that, that the multiplayer trailer does look cooler because it has all the cool moments. And right. stuff. I thought the single player trailer lacked like that. <laughs> that wow moment at the end. It was I like the. it seems like the, the Titan and you were going to kind of have like a weird back and forth. It's thing. pretty clear what's going to happen. The Titan is a sentient being and at the end we'll have to let him go into the wild. That's the story you're building in the single player campaign. This robot can talk and pick people. He's like like Aladdin. He's the genie. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, pretty much. Yeah, well, I mean, or Johnny Five from Short Circuit. But uh, because I'm not going to play Titanfall's multiplayer, I'm just not going to. But the the single player, cool. That looks fine for me. Okay. If you get some of those cool moments that we saw in the the multiplayer into the single player, which I'm sure that they will, I'm sure that they'll build in jumping out and scorpion the dude over because that looked fucking awesome yeah no the grappling hook seems like a great great addition to it yeah. especially in the way of combat in that way not they granted, only uh, the top one percent like alfredo will be able to use it that way i'm sure but 
whatever. No, I'll be, I'm sure I'll be, be missing easy. people left and right. I'm sure they'll, they'll make it me. kind of like auto, dumb it down for auto me. grab or whatever. Yeah, they announced a beta, but they didn't call it a beta. Yeah, you can go to, t- go to Titanfall.com to sign up to be first to know about it. Yeah, okay, it's like all right, and then uh, October 20th release date. Yeah, which leaked this morning. But, sure, yeah. good. That's good. And we've uh, known we've known that that was going to be in the window for a while. It was within the window of September. What was it like September 27th and November 2nd or something? We knew yeah. it was going to be somewhere in there because it's going to flank battlefield by three weeks that's what they said but then you know it's interesting that it's just a week battlefield is the 21st yep. 28th and is titanfall that like i thought they were when they said three weeks and i was i was totally predicting it yeah to be later or mm. three weeks earlier but not one week later that's very mm. interesting yeah i think that um this is a bad mistake and I, I don't know like what what they're reading in the tea leaves or what they're reading in their their marketing and their pre-order numbers they're reading i mean obviously a lot um into doing something like this i think it's a huge mistake i don't know why you would do this uh they, EA has the capital to hold Titanfall, um, and if I were them, I'd get Titanfall way out of Battlefield's way. So it's clear that Battlefield One's going to be a big hit. Um, whether or not it does uh, well critically is another thing entirely. But people are excited about it. It's different. It's, it's something people are cl- clamoring for and craving. Titanfall, the original Titanfall, was super underwhelming. Um, it didn't have any player retention. Um, they're sending this thing out to die, and it doesn't really make any sense at all. You would want to give Titanfall Two a perfect, nice window somewhere in like March, uh, maybe even February, maybe even January. You know, to just to, to die model. for a little while because I do think they're making a mistake. I think that mm-hmm. they're going to by proxy kill Titanfall too. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- like, look at what they're doing right now. They just ended the EA press conference and they're doing their own live stream of 64 man uh, Battlefield one multiplayer. And whereas Titanfall has always hung its hat on multiplayer. I thought the multiplayer trailer looked great. I don't think the single player looks great. I'm still excited for that. But it is interesting to see how they're marketing these two games on top of each other. Yeah, man. It's it's actually kind of shocking to me that they went through with this conference and made it such a big deal that they're doing this EA Play thing and like doing their own special event for this. Yeah. You know, again, it is really, really focused on people playing and like them doing the dual thing in London and here. Right, right, it's, right. It's about the players playing the games now and that's cool, whatever. But you, I, I agree with Colin. Like, why even show the other stuff then? Like, why even bring it up? Like, if they're going to do that. It's because it's the same reason. They have to, right? It's like, and they were p- played in the same corner they were two years ago where nothing's ready. So, what are we going to do? But I think there's a difference, though, when, like, we, like, the little bit of footage, cool, that's fine. I mentioned that, but all the other stuff, like, it's, I feel like you need something. You can't just talk about it. There needs to be, like, a trailer or something. And, like, I think the, the dev diary stuff is, that's where it crosses the line where it's like, all right, you really have nothing. Like, I was talking about earlier the Battlefield, Battlefront trailer that was the actual, like, CG trailer. Even a CG trailer, give me that. Give me something to get me excited. Something not produced. Just like, yeah, things are happening and we're interviewing people and it really, no one gives a shit. Yeah. Like this should have just been, here's Titanfall, here's Battlefield, here's the sports games, the, the things that are happening, you can play them right now. Cool. Um, but again, that's not exciting to people. So I understand them doing it, but I do think it's weird that they they made such a big deal of play and did this sure. with it. Uh, yes. So then they talk about Madden 17. Bunch of bullshit. Yeah, they go on and on about esports. Yeah, I wasn't even talking about Madden, the new game. I was talking about esports. And super tone deaf about where they were talking about this game. They kept throwing it back to London and showing that kind of stuff. I hate to tell you. I mean, there are there are football fans in England, but that's a weird thing. You wonder why the crowd wasn't so into it in the beginning. It's like maybe you have Peter Moore out there talking about fucking Madden to a British audience. I don't know. That made that was a little weird to me. Um and uh, the one thing that uh, I think it was Patrick Sauter when it wasn't him, it was someone it was the CEO that said uh, that I want to talk about real just mention real quick in the very beginning. He says there are t- 2.6 billion play game players globally. Bullshit. I just wanted to throw, I just want to throw that number out there. Bullshit. There are just because you have a an app on your phone means you're a player of a game. That's t- over two fifths of the world's population playing video games. I don't think so. So I just wanted I wanted to throw that out there as well. That it just seemed like it was just a weird conference from the get go with that really random statistic. That you think would be more useful if they like spotlighted or spotlit 
pop cap or something, which they didn't do at sure. all this year. So I thought that was a weird number going into Titanfall and then going into esports for like 10 minutes talking about Madden in front of it. It's like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Like the, the whole conference. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. You can continue your run though. So then after Madden, they went to Mass Effect Andromeda and uh, they announced it's running on Frostbite for the first time. And it's like, okay, cool. Another, like it, another dev diary for that. And it's like, great. Seems like a lot of things are running on Frostbite now, which is, which is interesting. That's a proprietary, obviously, EA engine, but... Um, Seems like they're moving almost everything to it, which makes me wonder if they're actually having a better and easier time scaling things and making it easier for everyone to patch and stuff by concentrating mm. on a single engine. Sure. And I'd be Plus you learn from each other. Right. I'd be, I mean, I was more, assets. I, seeing FIFA running in, in Frostbite was interesting, but uh, obviously like not necessarily mind blowing. Uh, but seeing Mass Effect, which I didn't know was going to run in Frostbite, was interesting as well. Um, so scaling that to all sorts of implementations when you really think of that engine being mostly first person centric. Mm. Um I thought it was an interesting kind of tidbit, but not like, but kind of super insider baseball. I don't really know why they even show that logo over and over again. I don't think 99% of people they're trying to shit. make it a thing. They're trying to make that be a thing for some reason. Then FIFA 17. So I thought it was weird that they kind of sandwiched Mass Effect in between the two sports games, especially because they, they didn't have much to say at all about Mass yeah. Effect. And they had so much to say about the other two. But with FIFA, they, they showed my boy Alex Hunter. He came out. Your boy now? Oh, he's my boy. He's on a journey. Yeah, he is on a journey. Um, and he came out and did his thing. And then they announced that there's manager dudes in the game. They brought awesome the manager, manager dudes. dudes in it was the game. awkward. It's like, man, you don't even, can't even get Pele this year. You get. He's fucking, not a manager. You don't. They don't need to worry about. Him. My God. Um, that whole bunch of random bullshit like that. But then they showed a gameplay trailer for FIFA, and it's like, hey, cool, cool, it's whatever. It's FIFA. What I do think is interesting that the single player. The single player sports thing is always difficult because that stuff definitely adds value to those games and like does cr- kind of create something new. But it's hard to give people what they want. And it's easy to hate on it too. Yeah, of course. But I, I like that they're going with, here's a character. You're playing as this person. They have a storyline. It's not a created character. It's not, you're just wh- whoever you want. You have no voice and all yep, this stuff. Yep, like, yep. I like that there is an, an actual narrative. Being I'm glad told. to see them bring that over. You've seen the NBA games do it so successfully and br- give you something else to do. If you want to just go play exhibitions or a season, sure. But here's this different option to br- try to bring in narrative, try to tell a story. Yeah. Like I obviously don't play sports games, but the closest I do is wrestling games yeah. every once in a while. And I, I always appreciate it when it wasn't the generic build your way up the road to WrestleMania when it was you're playing as this character. Here's a, the storyline yep, you're going yep, through. Yep, so. There's real things that are going to happen. Um, I think at least, you know, whatever. There's that. Yeah, um, I, thought that, I w- want to say that I thought that was one of the most interesting things they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then sure. EA Originals yeah. was announced, which is essentially we saw it last year with Yarny or with uh, Unraveled. And now they're, they're going to do more of that. They're promising they're going to keep going. What the hell's happening right now? On screen, we got... My boy Tyrese talking to, to Jose the game, <laughs> the rapper of the game wearing a fucking Bowser shirt. Can we pull that up, Kevin? <laughs> Good lord! Oh, this is a this is a fun day. Xbox One branded. Anyway, no, that was the thing. As I you know beforehand, I was more interested to see what they would do to follow up on Yarny and if that would be a thing. And so to announce the EA Originals program, talk about how they'll help smaller devs market, make games, do all these different things. Very interesting. Then yeah. The, Klaus from Zoint Games oh in Gothenburg coming up a out. bunch of words there. Yeah, but yeah. They announced that the EA Originals, the tenets are unique first-time experiences, supporting small devs, and funding and offering security for them. So yeah, it, it is a really great cool. idea, a great move. And uh, they they announced Fey Fee. He pronounced it both ways, so I don't okay. know. I don't know I what it, it is. Faye. But uh, it's it's a narrative about nature. There's no words being told. It's very journey esque. There's yeah. a lot of little like communicate. Th- you communicate through songs. You learn the songs of the area that gives you. It sounded almost like it's not obviously, but almost like a. Uh, Castlevania Super Metroid kind of thing where you're getting a song that'll get you to a different part of the forest. And yeah. You saw it from being on the ground level to being on trees to flying on things. It reminded me kind of like it has the visual styling of Ori in the Blind Forest, like color palette at sure. least, but it's 3D, so it's more of a, a like the journey style. But then it has the kind of like 
talking to things opens up new areas that Flower has. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very it fits into that mold of that type of game. But I love that type of game. So that's, yeah, that's really exciting. Um, the colors were really really pretty. So I'm into that. Did that tickle your pickle, Colin? Yeah, that game. Looks, I think that game looks interesting. I think that. Uh, <laughs> I got to be honest with like EA showcasing these games. I felt the same way about Unravel, but now I really feel this way is like that it's very pandering um, sure. in terms of like, look how we're not a big major corporation, but it just felt the the announcement of this game in there. I felt like it was lost. It felt the same way with Unravel where now do you it, think it, it's really pandering though? Or is it just give off the appearance of it? Because I, I believe Peter Moore when we talked to him last. No, E3. I believe them too. I don't think that I I, I just like they announced Unravel 2 for instance so quickly when yeah. like, no one seemed to be playing it. No. And I just don't know how they might have made profit on it. Maybe they made it very cheap for several million dollars and maybe they did make their money back. But I just don't. To me, it just seems like it's a like I like what EA is doing. I think it's nice. It's cute, you know, to like go and like give a 20 team studio, you know, a few million dollars to make a game when you have these studios of three or 400 people where these huge collaborative collaborative studios like what Visceral is doing with Motive um, and Dice and all this kind of stuff working on these games. So it's like it's definitely there's a lot of dissonance there. And I think it's cool. But I, I also feel like it doesn't fit at all with what EA is and like what they do. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think they have to be like, we're they're a big corporation that wants to make a lot of money on big triple A games. You don't have to like have this pandering shit in the middle of your, in the middle of your, in the middle of your conference. I just don't really feel like it fits their motif. And I don't really, but I, think, I don't really think it, it, I don't really think it's it doesn't come off as authentic to me at all. Like I because I, I don't think it, it it's not congruent with everything else. They I'll do. give you that, that it might not come off as authentic. I do believe in them, though, and I think that part of it is very much they want to change what their image is. They don't want to be viewed as the evil company each and every year over and over voted on that way. They want to get out of break that mold. And so doing that, I would have liked to have seen it, though, go the opposite way. We have a very weak press conference. We don't have a lot of things to actually show you hard release dates to give you. I wish they would have doubled down on more of these people who are in EA originals and been like, all right, cool. Let's talk for 10 minutes about EA originals. We're going to mm-hmm. show you three games. Here are these awesome developers we're working with yeah. and what they have, what they brought to the table. But instead they didn't. And no, then they, they started not. talking about star Wars, yeah. which was the exciting thing that they kept hyping up throughout the whole five minutes of star thing. Wars. And last year, at least they had this where it was like, you know, five minutes till Star Wars, five minutes till Star Wars, and it finally came, and it was like, oh, fuck, Battlefront looks amazing, yeah. we're seeing it, we're seeing the gameplay and stuff, and like, it was a definitely a wow moment that kind of brought up the conference from being completely terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here, it's just kind of like, all right, there's a whole bunch of Star Wars games coming, Dyson Motive, they confirmed it's Star Wars 2016, no, not 2016, they just said that it's coming. Next year, that Dyson Motive are collaborating are on, on Battle, Star Wars Battlefront 2, you would assume. Gotcha. And then uh, Visceral, the, they just showed it some in-game footage, about three seconds of it. And Said that, 2018 for that one. That looks amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, to me, that's definitely the most exciting thing to come from the whole conference. Yeah, it looks. It, it was a nice look at the game, and it was nice to see Amy back again. I thought yeah. that this was one of the highlights. I mean, obviously, Greg and I go way, you know back with Amy from the Uncharted franchise and from our relationship with Naughty Dog, but it's nice to see her back in the fucking trenches. No Battlefield 1 reference. Uh, intended there and it's cool to see her kind of creating something that and kind of being given some time to create what she wants i mean this game is far away and i don't think there's anything wrong with talking about the game in press in in uh interviews whatever because the game is probably two and a half years away still you have to assume it's probably a fall 2018 game yeah they said 2018 but i bet that gets pushed um so this is another example of like you're tantalizing people with shit that's just not even it's just i just don't get this approach at all like it's exciting enough though Amy Hennig's working on the game and just go away for a couple of years and don't even talk about it at all. Just tell everyone to shut the fuck up 
and make your game and then show us something. Have a, Punch everyone in the face because now we have a little idea of what it looks like. It just kind of, I just don't feel like they're managing their portfolio very well. We often talk about that that term, the term that our friends at Sony have used with us in the past and others at other publishers, yeah. managing the portfolio. How do you treat the different games? How do you announce them and reveal them? It's a very thoughtful thing that happens behind the scenes and I just think that they're like taking a shotgun and just fucking shooting it. Well, I think like regardless of where every team is, it is. And you saw that with Mass Effect, which is shocking, by the way, like absolutely shocking that they had nothing to say about Mass Effect. Are you kidding? Like, that's a huge disappointment. Yeah, but then with the course. Star Wars games, you should have known better, too, when they put Mass Effect so, fr- so up, like, up in the front, too, that they weren't going to show anything. Because that, that would have been a game I would have ended with. You're talking about authenticity and lip service and all these different things. I think, if anything, I don't think it's about the, the lack of authenticity and the you know amount of lip service is played to EA Originals. I think it's played to EA Play, this entire event, where clearly they we're not going to go to E3. E3 we're going to do our own thing. This is still very much E3, and it's that clearly your hand was forced that it was time to do a press conference, and you're not ready for yeah. one, but you're going to do one and just put out what you can and put out these different videos, and I don't even know if they thought by saying it was EA Play and not a part of E3 that lowers the expectation level, when of course it doesn't when there's the live stream. Yeah, no, like I was saying things, earlier, it's the same, shows. same thing. Uh, to piggyback on something Colin was saying, like I am shocked at how little we saw of Mass Effect. Like Right before we did this in the pre-show, I was like, oh, that's a shoe-in. I thought like, so too. I thought sure. you were absolutely right about that. Yeah, like, I, I can't <laughs> believe it. I can't believe we didn't say, see a gameplay I really yeah. thought we were going to get a good chunk. I thought it was going to be at least 10 minutes of Mass Effect. We're playing live demo. Yeah. We didn't see any live demos. No. At all. And it's all just we're talking and trailers. This is, this is what I'm saying. Again, it all goes back to the same theme. The same theme of mismanagement of timelines and releasing games and revealing games because you have nothing to talk about except for your your annual kind of things that everyone's tired of hearing about. Of course, you're coming out of the FIFA. Of course, you're coming out of the Madden, another Battlefield, all these kinds of things. It's just not that exciting. So like Greg was saying, and, and it's true, you have to pad your shit, but it's just it's just a mis- mismanagement. It makes you wonder if EA even needs to have a conference. Like, why not just disappear? Like, if you yep. were going to do this and do this EA play thing and let people go hands on thousands of fans, which I think is a great idea to let people kind of get hands on. They're going to be great evangel- evangelists for their friends and their people on the Internet. Then let them focus on that. And don't even worry about the press conference because it's just optically bad because the, the, the weird thing about this is the comparison between how good the games look and how disappointing the conference was because it's not like old Konami shit that we used to see when they used to actually do pre- like small press conferences where it was extreme. like extreme yeah, like the games look fantastic not yeah. a single game that I saw including the sports games looks anything but great so it's like of course Graphic? Mass Effect just generally like oh, ti- okay. like Titanfall 2 is I'm sure gonna be a great game yeah. whether it has any retention whether Battlefield 1 kills it I don't know Battlefield 1 obviously looks great Mass Effect from what we saw looks great. I'm sure it's going to be fucking awesome. Everyone's excited about it. FIFA and Madden look awesome. That Fey or Fee game looks awesome. The new Star Wars games and obviously Battlefront's going to be a pretty good. It's like they have the goods, but they just don't have a way to deliver the message because everything's so scattered. And it makes you wonder if like they're going to learn a lesson to maybe not have to even do this next year because I'm telling you, we're not the only ones that are going to rip this fucking oh, conference course. apart. So, and this was somehow even worse than last year's. Mm. And they had the worst conference by a fucking mile last year. Sure. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. So then after after Star Wars, they ended with Battlefield 1. Uh, well, actually, still in Star Wars, they also showed the respawn third-person shit. Like, at least that stuff when we saw the motion capture shit. That looks really cool. Yeah. I'm very excited well, about that. Obviously, it's, it's, far, it's far out, but... Um, I'm excited. I'm the very one thing excited for the that, I, that I was like, oh, that's interesting is they showed a PlayStation VR headset in a in first-person cockpit of an X-Wing, it looked like. I'm not mm-hmm. here. Or TIE Fighter, maybe. I, I think it's TIE Fighter. Is that right? getting fact-checked by big nerd Kevin Coyle over there. Mm. Big dork. Mm. Uh, so that was, you know, that was something I'm not aware of them making a PlayStation VR, Star Wars first-person VR game. That was mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I know uh, recently, a couple days ago, we saw that Ubisoft's working on a Star Trek 
VR yeah, experience Yeah, the holodeck thing. stuff, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see where all the VR stuff... I, I didn't bring it up during the pre-show, but I actually thought they were going to go a bit more into it. I thought they were mm. going to announce more Star Wars VR stuff and sure. actually show it, but no. <laughs> none of that shit's ready. Um, and then, yeah, they end with Battlefield 1 trailer that looks great. I think graphically it looks yeah, really, really Battlefield impressive. looks fucking crazy. And, really, um, really cool. Horses. They're about right now live. We're not showing it, but they're about to start the 64-player Battlefield you know, multiplayer match or whatever. Um, I thought the trailer was a little weird at the end with like rap music starting to play. Yeah. Cause I'm like, what? And then they showed the full trailer and had it. I'm like, that's really kind of off brand for battlefield explosions, but, bro. Shooting. Yeah, no, planes. I, I get that. They put a Zeppelin down on a little town. Like they have that shit down. Like they yeah. don't need to call of duty kind of has that with cool and edgy. We got well, now they want to be cool and edgy because they got the cool battlefield one. And you get hitting people in the, with a mace and stuff. Yeah. Riding horses. Horses got fucking wrecked. Yeah. That, happens. that dove got shot. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the dove got shot. Dove got shot. Did he? he didn't get out of the tank inside. Very symbolic. I don't know. Um, going down. Uh, yeah. Jamie Foxx and Zac Efron did something that's on my notes. Um, <laughs> so I want, I want to say this about, about the kind of, the, I think what you're going to see and what I suspect is going to be somewhat, if not uh, a small, but maybe a significant contrast between the way Bethesda does it tonight and the way EA just did it. Bethesda, you assume will follow a pattern closer to the six, 12, 18 month cycle of their three games, right? So you're going to have Dishonored 2 as their most imminent game, which they'll show. Then you're going to probably have something like machine games come out with Wolfenstein and maybe Tango come out with with Evil Within, which would be Q one or Q one slash two, and then Q three slash four of next year, which I think is the I think it's the smart way of doing. It. Now, is that definitely gonna happen? I don't know, but I just think that they learned so much from how how they did things that you're gonna see a contrast that's going to make the the the, the conference way more friendlier, uh, way more friendly rather to the to the people out there that are waiting for something that's a little more imminent, a little more tangible, and they're gonna have things like Skyrim remaster and all those kinds of things apparently that are gonna really get into people's hands hopefully pretty soon. So I'm interested to see the contrast between those things because I think Bethesda can just nail it um, tonight with uh, just like they did last year um, with just fewer announcements that are tangible and right in front of you and ready to go sooner with some release dates or some release windows or some release years. Um, and I'd be shocked if we didn't see a lot more of that tonight, if not all of that tonight. But maybe Bethesda disappoints me too. I, but no, I, I don't think so. I think you're going to see a, a start a lot contrast. last year. I mean, like you want to talk about, you know, they came out of the gate, their first press conference, they show up and they deliver, and people react, react and respond to that. You know what I mean? That was Bethesda's first move of like, hey, I, we're one of these publishers. Maybe you don't think of all the time, but we want you to. These are all these games we make that we don't we don't shove it down your throat that we make these games. You know we make uh, Elder Scrolls. You know that we make Fallout's. Do you know that we're attached to all the other things that we're bringing you all these other games? You imagine they know based on that reaction that they can't have this kind of press conference again. Yeah, you'd help. You really help. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the first ever EA 2016 E3 press conference games cast. I need to practice that. I don't remember. You're fine. Who cares? It's fine. We'll be back. Uh, when will we be back, Greg? We'll be back at what? The Bethesda Conference is 7, so, so 6.30. 6.30. We'll be back Pacific live. Pacific time. We'll be here live at twitch.tv slash games. Until then, we're going to be doing a whole bunch of trailer reactions for some of the shit we just saw. I don't know how much we're going to do. because There, there weren't many trailers wasn't to react much, to. <laughs> but Kind of Funny Games over on YouTube. Go subscribe all week long. We're going to be doing trailer breakdowns and all that good stuff. So we'll be back going to be a good time. See you there.